Philippians, a.k.a. Ephesians 7. It's true. <laughs> so in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 17. Uh, yeah, 17. So this is, of course, uh, Paul speaking to the Philippians about uh, um, his communication to them. And so Philippians chapter 2, verse 17 Yea, and if I, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father he has served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. And just for a second here, I want to pause. And you notice how Paul says, uh, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. Even the Apostle Paul, God's man serving the Lord faithfully, he is also waiting in life about things. <laughs> and of course, in this, uh, Paul often faced life-threatening situations often faced jail time and, and, and persecution, physical beatings. Hey, Brother Carl, good to see you. Um, and, and all those things. And so, listen, for us also, uh, we're going to have, and, and I know a lot of us deal with anxiety with or anxiousness, I should say, just about life, about the things that come into our life, and uh, we don't know how they're going to play out. Our place is to, as Paul mentions here, he says, uh, I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. God has an answer for all of these things. There's not anything he doesn't have an answer for. And so our place is to be calm and, and trust in him, wait upon him. And God will bring the answers that, that we hope for uh, in his timing and his will. And so on page seven. We are continuing on at the top there where it says, even among brethren, the default states uh, among us seems to be seeking their own well-being and welfare. You saw that back in Philippians for he says he's going to send to Timothy and in verse 20 he said, for I have no man like minded who will naturally care for your state for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And thank you, honey. I forgot to ask if anybody need the Philippians two handout. Anybody? All right. Okay. So, um, uh, and, and honey, could you pour me a cup of coffee, please? This, this is the way I've run my life. Everything's like uh, constantly just trying to juggle and <laughs> never doing any of it well, it seems like. <laughs> so uh, we're all the way down in verse uh, number two there towards the middle of the page. For all seek their own. Selfishness is the heart of the problem for, for every one of us. I don't know that there's not a person on earth that doesn't deal with selfishness. There's probably less people less impeded by selfishness, but most of us have some sort of, you know, and that's that's just the way that selfish carnal nature of ours is where we want for ourselves, which is opposite of what God tells us, which is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind and love thy neighbor as thyself, which is the way God intends for us to conduct our lives. And then if we do that, God meets our needs and not just meets our needs, but blesses if we put God first and others before ourselves. Mm -hmm. God sends you blessings and peace that you won't get any other way. And again, if we would, if we could just learn that. And, and the thing is, is I know I'm not the, probably the only one that has to relearn over and over and over and over. Even when I know the right answers, I still have to have God help me remember his ways are the, are the right ways. 
Um, so the default state is often selfishness is the problem. So letter A, we already talked about this. Denying ourselves is hard to do, but that's what God, what the Lord commands his people to do. Or we cannot call ourselves his disciples. We already talked about this in Matthew uh, 16, verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And, of course, the carnal mind, that makes no sense. Uh, the carnal mind says, I'll have to get for myself. I'll have to put myself first. <laughs> and that's the opposite of what God says. So number two is where we are this morning. Loving and living for God and others before ourselves is walking by faith now. Mm-hmm. Accepting, and that should be perceived loss for ourselves now. Anticipating heaven and the reward of Christ someday soon as more than reward enough. And let me just read this again. Loving and living God for God and others before ourselves and is walking by faith now, accepting loss for ourselves and anticipating heaven and the reward of Christ someday as more than reward enough. The default state. I can't speak for you guys. I know for me, the default state seems to be do for myself what look for. What, what do I see before my eyes and gravitate toward the things that I am drawn to for myself? And God says, don't do it that way. The, the way to do it is to put God first and to walk by faith, not according to your senses, not according to what appeals to, to your heart or your carnal mind, but to do things God's way. Love God and live for God and put others' needs before ourselves. That's walking by faith now. Because not walking by faith is what's good for me. Give me what I want. And that's 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 the wrong way for us to walk. And if a child of God walks in that way, even the satisfaction I think you gain is even more fleeting and more temporary than what the world experiences. I, I you know, I, you guys know I, I have many different little things. I'm, I play video games and I have a friend at work. And I remember one, one time he and I had a conversation and. And, you know, somebody came up and said, hey, Brett, have you played this game? And my friend right away said, Brett, don't play those games. (laughs) And we had a conversation. And and one time we were talking about how we both play this game where you can be a good guy or a bad guy. And I was talking about it. I feel so silly. (laughs) Anyway, I was talking about how I accidentally, like, blew up some people. There were pixels on a screen. But I'm like, huh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. My, you know, <laughs> I'm telling my friend about this who doesn't care. <laughs> and he's telling me, man, I, 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 I play my games how I want to play them. And then he talks about how he does what he wants to. And he kind of compares his situation to mine. He goes, I play what I want. And in that conversation, it was pretty enlightening to me how his perspective was, I get to do what I want. And listen, the child of God, we don't lay out the li- for ourselves the lives that we want. That's not our place. Our place is to let God choose our, our, the right way for us to walk. Albie? Sundays, you know, and we wasn't 
at the track racing, we'd be building the cars or racing on the street. And, and I don't know when it comes to me. Like, you don't need to do this. Right. You don't need to do this because it owns you. Yeah. It owns you. It's like having a fire. Right. You've got to keep up with it. And you got to, you know, it's it just, I don't know. You just told me. Yeah. Well, I think that's true for all of us. You that win on Sundays. Yeah. So, so why go? Sundays? Yeah. Why Why not go back to church? Well, I think that's true. Like for anything in life, if you have hobbies, something you enjoy, you, anything can become sinful. Anything, you know, even if it's just getting in a car, you know. <laughs> There's no. I, we on our way to church. I see all these cool old cars going down the road. You know, sun, Sundays are you know meeting days for car shows. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, there's some, you, you can give place to anything and it can become not just sinful, but it can even become idolatrous, you know, and, and listen, God tells us very clearly. I remember and speaking of video games, I used to go to like the midnight, midnight, uh, uh, what's that? Pre-release. Yeah. So, and you know, not that I'm telling people that's wrong. I know for me, I felt like God tells me, you don't need to be doing this. <laughs> and, and again, I think there God allows us to, to have things, that we, hobbies we enjoy. But listen, there needs to be a, a pretty wide gulf between the Lord and the place that he has in our lives and hobbies. They just need to be so far down on the priority list that they're not even a priority anymore. God helping us, we can live in such a way that people can't mistake that God is God to us. That God is the living God. He is worthy of worship every day. People, there shouldn't be a, a place in which people can mistake what is most important to you. I, I had a message years ago. I, I still love this message. Maybe God will let me preach it again sometime about how Christians are like NASCAR racers. You know, and so many Christians have so many stickers all over their life of the things that they're, they're sponsors. Man, it's a really good analogy. You know, the things, the things that have a hold of me. The things that sustain me. You know what? Only one sticker needs to be on a Christian's car. God. <laughs> the Lord our God. He is, he is who owns me. He is the one who sustains me. He is the one who makes my, my life complete, my life happy. My, the joy and the peace and the blessings of God, they come only through Him and through His will for my life. And so, uh, back to the notes. So, loving and living for God and others before ourselves is walking by faith now accepting perceived loss for ourselves now, anticipating heaven and the reward of Christ someday soon as more than reward enough. I want you to turn with me to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. And starting in verse 24. <clears throat> Hebrews 11, verse 24. Give you guys a second. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians saying to do were drowned. And so we see here Moses 
And, and there's so many things in this passage, you know, verse, verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And I have in my notes, if you'd like to write this in yours, reproach slash of Christ, the greater sign, you know, the math greater sign, greater, the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt. The treasures of the world, the reproach of Christ is greater treasure. <laughs> Again, it does not work in the carnal mind. It makes no sense whatsoever to the carnal perspective. In other words, the earthbound perspective. Yeah, and and as as we are going through these things, you know, God is teaching us if we're willing to receive the truth that. God and his ways, the reproach of Christ. And, and thank God for this. You know, the, 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 uh, I believe it's Paul who wrote Hebrews. He says he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. And it is true by following Christ and accepting for ourselves perceived loss. Again, back to my friend you know, who said, I get to play whatever I want. And, and, and his perception is Brett doesn't get to play all the cool stuff that I get to play. Listen, the reproach of Christ is greater than all that you could gain by getting to do what, quote, whatever you want. And by the way, that is a slippery slope. Getting to do, quote, whatever you want. It doesn't stop at that place that you're talking about. It keeps going and it's an abyss. It doesn't stop with drug use. It doesn't stop with those things. It keeps going down. The feeding of the flesh cannot be satisfied. The Bible says that the eyes of man are never satisfied. And so listen, our place is to recognize. And I was thinking as Albie was saying about about well, what he was talking about earlier is how really there's two different tracks for the Christian. There's the flesh. We have the same track that the rest of the world has. And there's the spirit. <laughs> and the Bible says Galatians, I believe, chapter five, whereas you sow to the flesh, you love the flesh, reap corruption. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. And the more you do it, the more corruption you got. If you sow to the flesh, you reap to the spirit and you reap life everlasting. And again, the treasure that's that's reaped with that is incalculable. But you do see benefits in this life of walking with Christ. Matter of fact, even the world can see the benefits of walking with Christ over time. It's in the here and now and in the minute by minute, I get to do what I want. I get to do what I want. I get to do what I want compared to this guy who doesn't get to do what he wants. But you look over time <laughs> and it's unmissable. The benefits that Christ brings to those who know him, the benefits that Christ brings to a life that's that's given to God back, which is his. Brother Alvin. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because my dad, my dad looked at God in front of me. Amen. And I praise the Lord for that because of what he was and what he became, what I was and what I became. Amen. Through following them. Amen. Praise his name. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. 
And that's exactly right. You know, and Albie's told me many times about those minute by minute things when you're a child or you're a teenager and you're thinking that may, you mentioned about your mother before, you know, this makes no sense. You want to do this, it makes no sense. But you look back over time and it made perfect sense. Even, again, even from an earthly perspective, it does play out well for the child of God to walk with God. We benefit the world if we walk with God. We benefit no one if we live for ourselves. No one. You sow to the flesh, you reap corruption 100% of the time. You notice God's math is always 100%. You sow to the flesh 100% of the time, you reap corruption. And again, this goes back to what we talked about. There are things that we think of as harmless, sports. But I know people who are consumed with sports. They're absolutely so... And then, never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but you can be consumed with anything. You can, you can have an inordinate love for things that have no, no... They are not worthy of that. And yet, the child of God, there's only one person that we're supposed to honor and love with all of our heart all of our mind, all of our soul. And it shouldn't be hard for people around us to tell. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be hard for people looking into your life to see that God is everything to us. It should be no comparison. And so that's the way in which we are meant to live our lives. And again, that's what we saw there in Hebrews. The reproach of Christ is greater treasure than all the treasures that the, the, the Egypt and the world have to offer. And of course... Moses was a prince in Israel. And so we're not just talking about your typical Egyptian. He had access to it all. And, 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 and all that, uh, that Moses could have partaken of. And the Bible says he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than, than the treasures in Egypt. And folks, it's the same thing. It's true for us. It's 100% true for us. The world cannot offer us anything that even comes close. And the more you read the word of God, the better you understand the scenario. It's not again, it's not hard to see at all if, if we are willing to be disciples of Christ and be taught the word of God and seek his face. And so the light, I have this note underneath that uh, Hebrews 11 uh, is the life of faith has many rewards now and unfathomable rewards later. Man cannot begin to list the rewards of walking with Christ in the, in the life to come. And so uh, letter B is where we are. And I think we'll stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the thing is, is uh, yeah, I, I, if you're going to stop. OK, I was going to tell everybody about my Uncle Dewey. Sorry, he passed away a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Lived to be 92, but the man loved the Lord so much. Yeah. Uh, his wife left him often, his first wife, and left him with six kids to raise. She just kept would leave. She would come home pregnant and leave. <laughs> but um, he raised those six kids by himself. And when he was about 57 or 58, he met my aunt in a factory. And they both worked for minimum wage. And she had had six children with her husband, and he had left her. So here you were, two parents of six kids, and their spouses had left them. <laughs> Your spouse is no count. And they got each other working in a factory and he loved my aunt so much. He just wanted to marry her so much and she wasn't sure because she'd been divorced after 22 years of marriage with her first husband and she just wasn't. He talked her into it <laughs> and they were together until he passed away at 92. But the thing about Uncle Dewey is he would refuse to argue with Aunt Candy. 
She'd get mad at him. He'd get his Bible. He'd go sit outside. He'd read his Bible. He said, "I love you, honey." <laughs> <laughs> and go outside and read his Bible. But before he passed away, we got to see him yeah. one last time, a couple yeah. of years before he died, and he prayed with us. Mm-hmm. And even though he'd gone deaf, he still had the smile. And he was a he was a small man. He was only like five, four maybe. So at ninety-two, he was he was a tiny fellow. But um, anyway, his smile still lit up yeah. the room. He still prayed with, with the anointing of the Lord on him. Amen. <laughs> you know, and uh, what a blessing just to hear that 90-year-old man pray for you before we traveled again. Yeah. But that was Uncle Dewey. Well, I, I remember looking over there at Uncle Dewey and, and then telling us he can't hear a thing. <laughs> and you'd look over there at Uncle Dewey and, and you could tell. You could tell he couldn't hear a thing. But he would give you a beaming smile. And, you know, he I don't know. He was very real, you know. And then, and he ministered to us just yeah. being there and being the loving man that he was. And, yeah. But he, he esteemed God greatly yeah. riches. And when, when he went to have open heart surgery, the deacons of the church came to see him because their house was right next to the church. And they're used to seeing him rocking on his rocking chair. So he's maybe 70-something. He had open heart surgery. I'm going to finish. That's okay. And they drove by. Uncle Dewey's not on the porch. And they go to the hospital to see Uncle Dewey. <laughs> and the nurses said he's gone on home. Well, they think. You know, Christian. <laughs> and he's an he's a, he's a older fellow who just had open heart surgery this was like 20 years ago so he would have been in his 70s and they're like oh okay and then they go back to my aunt candy's house and he's walking around the house he got out of the hospital within like 24 hours and he's walking the surgery off around the house Amen. walking surgery <laughs> off <laughs> yeah, but anyway he was a blessing to me praise he, the lord uh, and they had, you know they didn't have a dime no they live in this itty they live, house in ringgold georgia they lived in relative yeah. squalor you know and yet they were very blessed people they were very happy and they ended up taking care of family that wasn't theirs to yeah. take care of and yeah. and they they were blessed people yeah. very blessed people all right yeah samantha Yeah. 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 It's it's our lives are meant to everywhere we go shine and glorify God. And so, yeah, I mean, the, anything can be an opportunity to glorify the Lord. Alvin, real quick. Yeah. Say that again. Oh. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we had. Thank you, Lord, for being a loving and merciful God and Father to us. And thank you for adopting us and bringing us into your family. And, Lord, we're very blessed to call you Father today. And, uh, and it not just be a religious thing, but it be the truth that you are our Father and that you love us dearly. Thank you so much. Thank you for this day. We do pray for your blessing on, uh, on our time together. Bless church services. Bless in the coming service that you'd be honored and glorified. Bless Pastor Ken and his family, especially right now as they are struggling with different things. Please give them peace and help and grace. Please help him as he teaches and uh, help him to, to preach with the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to receive also and uh, have open hearts and ears. And um, please bless Brother John, who sent a text to me yesterday saying he was he was still been sick for days. Please help him and bless him and uh, bless his family. And uh, again, bless everyone here today. Bless Melissa. She teaches uh, also in the coming hour. And uh, and we thank you and ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Amen.